Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 169 Eclipsed with Vishal Baradwaj. Hi, pals. Uh, this, mm-hmm. this was a this was a week. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm Maggie, and I'm Vishal. Welcome. Uh, sorry, sorry to have you here for for this. Yeah, if we had known, we would have <laughs> gotten. I don't know a guest we don't like or something. Well, Michelle's, <laughs> Michelle's one of those people who's just like uh, just pencil me in anywhere. I don't uh-huh. have a yeah. reference, and so you know, I I don't we... mind. And uh, but yeah, this was uh, this was kind of a dud. We're we're in the dud period because uh-huh. didn't we have one a week or two ago that we really didn't like? Yeah, that? I don't remember what it was now. Like I, I liked the like Justice few... Lords one. I liked the um, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman goes on a one. date one. Yeah. I'm well, guessing this is I'm guessing this is the point where they realized that they were retooling it into Justice League Unlimited mm. and so these are all the dregs of things that they just kind of had lying around. It's just like it, I don't know, let's roll out Eclipso. We haven't done that guy. It could be, <laughs> but the like my all-time favorite episode maybe of this entire like animated hmm? universe is coming up in a few weeks, which is uh oh, hereafter wow. where they think where they think Superman's dead. I want to rules. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you know that one, Vishal? Mm, not offhand, but I think I must have. I have seen this entire series, but that's now 15 years it's, ago. So He spends half of an episode wandering a what looks like an alien uh, mm. landscape, like a, a hellscape. Yes. And then yes. we realize, wait, no, this is the far future and the sun went red. So it's basically Superman having to prove he can be a hero mm-hmm. without his powers yeah. and a lot of great just post-apocalypse nonsense mm. it is, is very good love some post-apocalypse very good. Uh, nonsense vandal savage vandal savage is in that one yes yep yep I yep, yep yes then yes this that's the one i love that and one. Yes. superman superman driving around in the far future in a uh <laughs> in a in a convertible in like a 50s you know convertible with the shark yeah. fins fighting um giant monsters and riding a giant cockroach yep that rules it's the best I episode mean, that's cool as shit yeah it's you can Definitely see that that must have influenced Kendi Tartakovsky for Samurai Jack. At mm-hmm. least I felt that at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true think, it is, but I think it came after that. Actually, I could be wrong, but uh, oh yeah, actually, it would have been yeah, almost we're in concurrent. The mid-2000s, so yeah, yeah. I can definitely see the guys. Can we do Samurai Jack but with Superman? Yeah. Well, I mean, this was this episode. I mean, we'll get into this, but this wasn't this just another what if everybody was mind control zombies yes. kind of thing? It's like oh, guys everyone just was... did a great evil Justice yeah. League episode. Mm-hmm. What if everyone was mind controlled and it took forever, but uh-huh. also we're going to wrap things up quick? Uh huh. Well, that's been a consistent problem this entire series, unfortunately. The two part yeah. format lends itself to certain things, but other things do not. Yeah. Need yeah. parts. Yeah, I think this one I, I could have been a three parter, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't we? Why don't you tell us what happened yeah. in Eclipsed? Yeah. In Eclipsed. Well, somewhere in. Okay, let's just say the Middle East because this is definitely in the war or war on terror era. So, in the Middle East, somewhere, a bunch of military spec op types are stumbling upon a 
Uh, he takes over one of the soldiers who shows up at the Kave cave uh, and leaves killing the others whistling a merry tune and then goes all on his way to end the universe etc speaking of not so righteous the flashes side hustle in brand ambassadorship makes him an easy target for a fox news type who is totally fred from scooby doo uh, the flash has been using the money for a sweet van <laughs> and his unscrupulous agent keeps the cash flowing and the flex flashes reputation keeps tanking hmm i wonder why definitely not the van <laughs> meanwhile mofir uh who is the guardian of the eclipse stone uh, not a very good one uh, <laughs> has tracked it to whatever city we're supposed to be currently in uh, and the eclipse adult soldier uh, moves the gem on to a general who realizing he's in the world of superheroes costumes up like so much batman created the joker why doesn't he just invent in, invest in community schools that <laughs> batman literally does not appear in this episode out of embarrassment yeah. everyone fights and then eclipso takes over wonder woman the gem by now there is an eclipso mm-hmm. who's sort of a nod to the old i guess silver age character but he's done away with in the first part in part 2 mm-hmm. the public is further whipped into hating the just us league by fred I don't remember his real name but apparently he's a Jack Kirby character from the comics. Uh anyway, the general may have stolen an anti-fusion device of no practical use except literally killing the sun maybe. But who would would do that? Come on. It's never going to come up again. Mofir the guardian arrives, clocks out GL and Flash in one move and then KOs Eclipso Wonder Woman. GL takes her to the watchtower while Flash figures out some kind of backstory from Mofir. It turns out it's snake people, uh, but not the British royal kind. Those are lizard people. Important <laughs> distinction. The snake people weaponized their evil into the gem and then promptly died. I don't see how this was a great plan. There's literally no one to do anything with it except Mofir's ancestors, who like literally put a tent over it and have been guarding it ever since against falling it against it ever falling into the wrong hands. And of course he has a MacGuffin counter gem which the Flash takes to the Watchtower and to Martian Manhunter. Diana seems to have recovered but there's also been a security breach and the security tape show that it's who my god Martian Manhunter who's brought the anti-fusion device to the station. Flash uses the good gem to suss out Eclipso who's currently in GL well GL is holding the gem uh, and fight ensues and Jiel uh, destroys the good gem. They wrest the Eclipso gem from his hands, and at that point, Hawkgirl smashes it into hundreds of shards. Huh. Flash dodges that, of course, but the rest don't, and now the whole league is eclipsed. On the uh, uh, hobble in the station, an injured Flash mm-hmm. manages to get the league back to normal by flashing them w- with light, with light, with light. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But by then the anti-fusion device has already been launched in, into and is eating the sun. In less time than it took to type this and for me now to say this, the league figures out that they can suck it away with a wormhole. Uh but Flash has to run fast towards the sun 
to deliver the wormhole device itself which he does with green lantern providing a plank the world is saved fred from scooby doo becomes an early 2000s era podcaster and mofir gets flash's promo gig for some reason anyway the real hero is the janitor on the watchtower who has to carefully hover up millions of shards of pure evil <laughs> i like that in an episode featuring the flash and and concentrating on how stupid flash is mm-hmm. like it's textually a big priority yeah uh Hawk Girl still did the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which was smash the jewel into a million pieces so that it could affect everyone. I Come mean, on. You I can't I, be mad at Hawk Girl for smashing. That's like being mad at a car yeah. for driving around. That's true. Yeah. It's like she's going to chase that car and she's mm-hmm. going to smash mm-hmm. that thing. Yep. And the thing is, is not even one person went, no, wait. Mm hmm. Well, they, they, the, they gave up on that long ago. Hawk Girl, <laughs> Hawk Girl gonna Hawk Girl. Mm hmm. Like you have. Arguably the two fastest people alive in the room mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I do think... like the league getting a severe bedazzling, though. That made me happy. Oh, uh-huh. I, I like the way that was animated. I like the way Superman was sort of, especially when he's chasing Flash up the whatever the elevator. That's beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. Oh, all of the yeah. all of the color palettes win. Mm. Uh, everyone's eclipsoed except Flash. Like. Everything's mm-hmm. in shadow. Like there's some good actual shadows, yeah. and, and all like I say, all the colors are like uh, I don't know the technical words. You do probably, hmm. but but you know what I mean. Like everything, everything yeah. just looks, everything gets it, nice. it has that great horror thing where it's familiar but mm. off at the same time. Which, and it's very... uh, which is someone who read a few of those Eclipso comics from the '90s, not the the silver mm-hmm. age stuff. They did that a mm-hmm. lot as a color treatment because you know, in some cases, they show that they're eclipsed without ever you know. Uh, right, like wanting to allude to it directly, so they just have that purple kind. Yeah, of, that's a that's uh, a great visual cue for us, mm-hmm. so you don't have to give them a thought balloon that says, "I am now Eclipso." Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. shit, that guy's Eclipso now. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. So, is every mind control force in the DC universe just an astronomical phenomenon with the letter O at the end? Star O, Eclipso, mm-hmm. Comet O, and why are they Comet? all? Isn't there like a a benevolent mind control thing, or is that also going to turn out to be terrible? Uh, I assume that's religion, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what they want you to think. Yeah, exactly. A quality slam on religion, Al. Very nice. Hey, I said I, I was agreeing with benevolent. <laughs> it was a backhanded compliment at best. Uh... Faint praise, faint praise, <laughs> faint praise for <from laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Why, why does faint praise? Why the Lord. does God? Why, why does God need a backhand? Uh, what does God need with a watchtower? Can God explode a gem so powerful that even He becomes evil? <laughs> uh, okay, let's 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 talk about. Mo fear, which I spelled M O E space F E A R. You know, Mo fear. Uh, I had um, I had the subtitles on, so I, that's what it said on the subtitles. M O P H I R. Uh huh. No, I like mine better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he's a guy named Mo, and he's afraid. <laughs> so Mo it, apostrophe F E A R. Oh, of course, you got to have apostrophes. Hello, is Mo yeah, fear? It's still there? close enough to the nineties. Ah, hang on. Is there a Mo fear? Mo fear here. Ah, let me <laughs> check. But um, it feels like the script was going for something 
full on problematically racist or at least like insensitive mm-hmm. and they drew him as a white guy and they voiced him doing this like Peter Laurie impression. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, at least it's not like, cause this is obviously Afghanistan or someplace like yeah. that. Like you said, Vishal. Yeah. And, uh, but and this is my bad thing. His voice comes off, first of all, not as old. Like he's drawn. Well, mm. what he reminded me of was Cohen, the barbarian who is the, Ooh, yeah. the, Your the favorite. whole joke from, the whole joke from Discworld is what if Conan turned into an old man and had dentures? Ha ha ha. <laughs> but, um, but he's doing a Peter Laurie impression. He doesn't sound old. And he, he speaks in the third person always. Yep. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm saying. I think the script meant for it to be, you know, like a bad approximation of a real accent. And mm-hmm. they didn't do that, which is good. But um, apparently he was voiced by the guy who played Bob the Goon in the uh, Batman 89. Oh, like, well. That guy's whole thing was standing around mm-hmm. like he's got a how do you say this he's got a voice for not talking it's like a face <laughs> for radio but the opposite i am gonna say that i like i would be absolutely down with appearance by the guy who played bob the goon uh mm-hmm. maybe put him in a joker episode or something instead of yeah, have him play bob the goon <laughs> whatever the fuck this yeah. was yeah no this was a this was a weird choice uh, he reminded I, I, me a sorry go ahead no, no, just go ahead. He reminds me a lot of, like, I mean, and this is just my personal, like, a racist character that I remember from DuckTales a lot. Yeah, I think, oh, like I yeah. said, I think they were trying yeah, the to first avoid. One? I can't remember what his name, yeah, the first one, he was in the movie, too. I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, if you're if you're going after the magic lamp, of course you're going to have Yeah, exactly. That. But it was that same yeah. kind of vibe where it's like, it just, this is really racist, guys. Well, and it's probably yeah. built on old racist Hollywood movies. Mm-hmm. So like there's a long tradition of it, but that doesn't make it okay. And no. again, I think they were vo- trying to avoid that by yeah. making the voice different, but it still didn't work. Well, it definitely feels no, like they... someone came, sorry. No, I said they, they kind of, I don't want to use the term whitewash, but I, you know, they sort of sanitized mm. the character to the point where he had no character. Yes, that yeah. is true. It's definitely like will... someone came in and went, this is really racist guys. Fix this. Oh, we got to go on yeah. air tomorrow. Like, let's just, mm-hmm. I would not have minded if, you know, he was of some kind of actual Middle Eastern culture. Mm -hmm. But turning him into this weird, I don't know, just like Conan derivative, you know, the guys who he he talks about in the flashback just basically look like even the Marvel Conan. Yeah. uh, I see fighting snake people. And I'm not, I I was never into that stuff. I've tried a bunch Mm -hmm. of times and it's just not my thing. But I do appreciate them working that aspect like there's a lot of that in comics and and having a big old flashback to the sword and sorcery era that apparently existed where Mm -hmm. barbarians Mm -hmm. fought snake guys that was was pretty cool and i always like that in the comic book universe where it's just like yeah you know the past so first there was like cowboy times and then there was jack Uh the ripper times and then way way back was fantasy times Mm -hmm. Mm. that's history baby yeah yeah i i liked that it, to the point where I forgot that Conan is a property held by Marvel, and I'm like, oh yeah, Conan's going to show up now. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it, and it I, would I be found the... myself thinking, does DC have a? Because they always have an analog for they the. They have right. They Warlord. had Warlord, right? Right. Mm. Warlord. Yeah. And because I was, um, was the Adam was a barbarian As... for a while. Yeah, but I mean, historically, like from I don't know, comics in the '60s or whatever. Because you know, like. 
the the Batman animated series did a Jonah Hex episode. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, yeah. we're in this version of the Old West. Mm-hmm. What DC guys yeah. can we pull from the Old West? And I kind of was expecting the same treatment for this, but they didn't really do that. No, I think Warlord's the big one. Uh, um, <clears throat> what the yeah. hell was his name? Guy, well, there's the there was a guy with, Amethyst, the, with the metal hand, the gem. Too. What what is his name? Amethyst, the the gem. Oh yeah, something that's or other. Mm. Wasn't that sort of a he manish kind of like that barbarian was a with Shira magic ripoff? Ah, yeah. okay. It's like maybe we could make so, like a fantasy comic for like young girls. I mean, they could have worked that in here too. This show's not afraid of women the way that, Brave and the Bold is. That would have been fine. Yeah, but and instead you. But just even got just every- a weird. Like Eclipso, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. the the series that was from the nineties that you and I remember was, I guess, in their minds. But they didn't do that, especially that sort of darkness saga. This was, I don't know what this is like a weird pull from the Silver Age, and then passed off as joke, which is a good joke. I mean, it's literally my quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh well, what do you got? If you want to put it in here, well, you know, yeah. when he takes over the general, and the the general is sort of. Everyone is Eclipso at this point and kind of mm-hmm. figuring out the world. So the first soldier he gets this, you know, asks about what's the most powerful weapon in the world. Oh, it's nukes. So he goes to a place where there's nukes and he gets this general. And then uh, <laughs> the, the, the general finds out that superheroes exist. And then there's this wonderful mm-hmm. quote. Captain, how would one find this Just Us League? <laughs> Put on a gaudy costume and threaten to hurt a lot of people? Thank you, Captain. You've been a tremendous help. Yeah, that... I have mixed feelings about that, and Maggie, this is kind of your bad thing, no? Well, yeah, it's kind of my oh, good actually, thing. actually, no. Actually. Okay, sorry. Like, I really like how, so this guy, basically, someone tells him, uh, uh, do you want to get in a hold of uh, superheroes? You got to put on a stupid Well, yeah, that costume. was that was Vichal's quote. Yeah. Um. So basically, they bring out the sort of classic Eclipso costume, and it translates right. really well. Like, it looks good in this episode, yeah. you know? So, of mm. course, it's... Treated as a joke, like uh, I mean, they d- nobody really rags on the costume too much. It is it is the punchline to that mm. bit, like put on a stupid costume and then he puts that on. But it, it is still in it. Well, it's like it, it, I sort of realize it's like <clears throat> you're doing Eclipso, but you're not really doing Eclipso. You're doing it as like this yeah. gem that possesses people. Mm. Like mm-hmm. Eclipso is mm. basically a cameo appearance in this. Well, I feel like the hook of this is what if the Justice League turned into, you know, bad zombies or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the the standard, your friends are now mindless, like bad guys. Right. Thing. Except that we just I, saw an evil Justice League and it was so much better than this. Yeah, but that was that was a different thing. That no, was, I, I get it. It's just like these actual guys making bad decisions mm-hmm. versus they're being possessed. Yeah. You know? It's just I don't know. I've I, seen I a lot of possession thing... plots. Yeah. I think the thing that worked for me was, and that was my good thing, that they interpreted the Silver Age character, because I'm guessing not really the 90s version. Uh, That's just kind of a magic villain in a magical way. Yes, they got that Mm -hmm. joke and they kind of got it out of the way and that was fun. But uh, then they kind of said, okay, what if you have a villain who's not the standard villain? There is no guy in a costume to fight. There is just this gem and this gem Mm -hmm. is kind of moving along to a point where you can't really tell where it is and then it gets even worse. With uh, Hawkgirl smashing it. it f- I think that was it, good. I think that... I don't think they executed well. No. But it was a good, a good concept. There's a good version of this. Yeah. Where, you know, you can't punch things to save the world. I, th- I think... Well, Hawkgirl. Right. Well, mm-hmm. then, you know what? Mm-hmm. If if the problem doesn't have a nail, don't bring a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring a Hawkgirl to... <laughs> 
Yeah, to a knife fight, exactly. If you didn't want me to smash things with a mace, why'd you call me? Yeah, it's my this day is my off. only move. You know this. We've been working together two years. You know this. Fucking Batman could be here right now. Yeah, if it's outsmarting the guy in shadows, he's the guy you want to call. Yeah. The shadows have turned against me. Oh, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, an, a, an episode about literally the night taking over and there's no Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could be good. Maggie, didn't this feel a bit like the one from a few weeks ago where the Keith David was the cult leader on the alien planet? Oh, yeah. Like, it's not exactly the same, but it felt similar, similar enough. Similar concept, that except that at least had, like, the whole, like, it being in space aliens thing going on. This is just, like, a lot of people yeah. dressed like normal people walking around. Yeah, but stuff that came from the distant past of fantasy times is basically space aliens. I mean, you're I mean, not wrong. You know. I do like to see a lizard man occasionally. Like, I, I mean, I prefer snake snake space. I've been, I've been very strongly, uh, you know, like uh, uh, vocal about this. But, uh, but you know, from from a story perspective, mm. they are basically the same thing. Yeah. It's just, does this guy uh, have a laser or a sword? Yeah, yeah, or exactly. a laser sword. Uh huh. Um, so before we stop talking about Mo Fear, wasn't the, wasn't your bad thing kind of related to that? Maggie? Oh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, there's a lot of things I could hate about this episode, but the one that really yeah, sort of stood good. out to me was uh, this guy bonking Flash and Green Lantern on the head to knock them out. Mm-hmm. It just sucks. Yeah, that wasn't great. There were... There were it's, a lot it's of... not shown that he has any special powers, so no, other than that a, gem that he can slash it. dude. No, he's like the, um, in uh, Indy in the Last Crusade, the, the very old knight who's kept alive because he has to protect the grail. That's this guy's thing. Yeah. Is, he's a very old barbarian who's kept alive because he has to protect this thing. It's yeah. The same concept. The least you could have said is you chose poorly and then bonked them. Yeah, that yes. would have been great. Exactly. It's like, look, I'll take what I can uh, get, yeah. you know. There, there were a lot of things not to like, though. I mean, there were, the, like, it, it's not just the Eclipso costume that they felt sort of embarrassed by. Mm -hmm. There was a point where Flash says to Green Lantern, what if we go on a road trip and uh, hard-traveling heroes? And, like, he's just talking about those comics from the 70s yeah, yeah. where it's Green Lantern and Green Arrow. And it's like, those are very well regarded, and it's weird for them to just say, well, this is stupid, yeah. right? The entire Flash's van thing is stupid. Oh. I can understand oh, why that was kind of my... That was both my good and my yeah, bad please. thing. My good thing ah. is Flash's sweet van. And my bad thing uh -huh. is Flash's sweet van. <laughs> <laughs> well, please uh, expand on uh, that. Well, expanding is sort of my bad thing because I think the pacing of this was really bad in terms of the first episode. You, you've got all this stuff about the you know the setup for... The gem being stolen, the Flash's sweet van, his career in, you know, endorsements and things. And the, then mm. the second episode just packs too much into it. You could have had, this is, I mean, I don't know if I want more of it, but I think it might have worked as a three-parter if you had some time for the actual jeopardy of the sun being eaten. You know? mm -hmm. Well, uh, this, but, this has been the problem we've been running into a lot, which is this is not a like it's not paced properly. And I think what they wanted was the strong hook at the end of the first one. Like, oh, no, the Justice League has Eclipse out. Yeah. And so then I don't all that. Then I, I would not mind if it was the entire Justice League, that bait where, you know, the thing smashes. And yeah, uh, that would have yeah. been a better episode break than, oh, just 
you know we had a fight and now there's wonder woman mm-hmm. is infiltrated by this thing it, it I, was, i could definitely right. see that very damp first episode yeah no i think i think i if i had to guess they plan these around like where's the big you know where's yeah. the hook where's the big like cliffhanger at the end of the first one and then they don't have enough to get there what, what it that's... means is that this episode features a lot of people just sort of fucking around yeah and yeah. you spend maybe half this first episode with these army guys that yeah. you've never met and yeah. will never meet again and who cares and yeah exactly very generic army guys to the point where the mm-hmm. the first couple of lines is one guy is on a rage and he has a sort of stern army voice and then there's another guy doing banter right after him who has almost yep. the same voice and i thought wait how did this guy get from there to here yep <laughs> <laughs> with this other character there there is a woman so from her voice you can mm-hmm. tell she's a different mm-hmm. character but that's about it yeah Yeah. Also, I'm and just so much tired of. Uh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm just deeply tired of of like military guys like like opening up anything to go like explore a cave mm-hmm. and then they all get murdered. Move, I've seen move, that, move. Stay frosty. I've seen yes. that a trillion yeah. times. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm guessing like even the... by the by the early 2000s when this was made, that was already a well worn trope, right? Oh Because yeah, I've seen oh, it. Yeah. I know half a dozen times since. Even. Even on this show, the very first thing we got in the first episode of Justice League were, and they weren't military guys, they were astronauts, but mm-hmm. astronauts here are mm-hmm. basically military, mm-hmm. and they were on Mars, and they were opening a door they were not supposed to open. It was kind of the same setup. Yep. You could easily have like, oh, and then Eclipso came out, or an alien came out. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, and there is a sort of uh, a shorter crisper version of this where you just start in the cave have whoever they're actually chasing run into the cave say you know you're surrounded whatever middle eastern name they came up with hasan or something and then he just picks up the gem and that's it right that happens in and then he says uh, hasan shop right <laughs> sorry i assume that was a reference to that yeah i i don't know well, that reference but the old, the old bugs funny. bunny cartoon where they find the uh, where they find aladdin's lamp Okay, I, I I don't remember it offhand, but maybe maybe oh, it was okay. so racist that you know when I grew up in the Middle East, they just didn't uh, import that one. <laughs> just sort of generally Hollywood racist. It wasn't right, overt, right. like you know, where, where they didn't know enough to be racist. That was, I think, the good yeah. old days, quote unquote, with yeah. the asterisk. Uh, right. Look, look, it was bad. But also, we straight up had these white soldiers looking at this what they assumed was a priceless gem and saying, well, there's my, my kid's uh, yeah. college. Like just, just British yeah. museuming his yep. way into this place. I, no, I mean, like, was this just before the, you know, invasion of Iraq or after? Uh, it would have been concurrent with it. Yeah. It would have been concurrent right. with it, which means that it was animated way before that. Mm-hmm. So, right. So they didn't have like the knowledge that we have, which is that, yes, people did go in and loot, The museums, the palaces, yes. the, everything, basically. Mm-hmm. But but American military doing that in the early 2000s was not the first instance of that. You you must know this yeah. as someone born and raised oh, yeah. in India, that uh, <laughs> oh, yes. white people coming in and stealing the native I treasures mean, is not new. Look, the only thing is that you guys, did, you guys didn't show up here because you were too late. All the rest of the guys were there. Oh, yeah. We were lousy with these guys. There were like guys, four or five different versions. Yeah, how much of how much of your culture stuff is just sitting in the British Museum now? Probably like half of the most important artifacts of your cultural history, right? Hey. Yeah, I mean, uh, one Can of the nice, nice, I say, 
nice things is that you know like uh, a few years ago they brought some of those things back mm-hmm. into like for an exhibition here i don't think they like brought them over and gave them oh to my our, god they didn't give uh, them back people. to you they're just like you could put them uh, on display under our care i have i have mixed feelings about that considering the state of you know well, how okay indian museums are run it's getting better it's getting better all the time mm. but it was not you know i'm i'm happy that someone out there is taking care of them no matter what race they are obviously mm-hmm. there's politics and things to that but sure you know <laughs> right it's a it's it's not a simple enough issue for me where i can be like no this has to be down the street from me otherwise it's not worth it <laughs> yeah and, i mean how would you feel look, about you personally taking care of them yeah there you mm. go me god I no i can't take, take care of a potted plant the only reason i'm reaction... saved <laughs> the the only reason I'm saved from you know like killing everything is that I literally just put it out on the sill and the environment of India, which is just like everything grows everywhere all the time, just like uh-huh. <laughs> takes care of it. Nature is healing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, my my knee jerk reaction as a white liberal American is give it back. I I can't think of anything sure. more complex than that. Yeah. I, I it's just yeah. a simple talking point, and then I move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which. Actually, takes me to Gordon Godfrey, which is actually my good thing. Ah, Gordon think, Godfrey, he has a name. Mm-hmm. I think there's the start of an interesting idea there. I didn't think they quite delivered. Oh, yeah. But yes, the cultish TV figure who turns popular opinion against the heroes, like, that's been done in comics a lot, but it's still, like, that's something that existed in the 70s when they made this mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. It existed in the early 2000s when, when this aired. Like, it's... There were some good moments there. Like, it's clear he's very mercenary when the cameras go mm-hmm. off. He's like, yeah, so you want to hang out sometime? Like, he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I don't know. I'm sure you guys must know guys like Rush Limbaugh are not, they don't believe any of oh, that God, stuff. Oh, God, of course not. He... That guy in particular was a radio DJ. There's there's footage of him going, uh, and now here's the Beatles, you know, or whatever. Like, just ugh, terrible. Just like, I, can see, I can see where the money comes from. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Boomer Fred. Yeah, I'm going to just call him Boomer Fred. Uh, he has this sort of character trait that I'm sure people in the media know well because also even I've met people in the media. They just assume that everyone's in the media. So he's mm-hmm. he's actually oh, yes. looking at the Flash as like a peer in the media. Yeah, well, you're another he's performer like me. Person. Like yeah, you're you do you're doing this for a gig, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But so, like I, what I also liked was that he didn't end up being directly connected to the villain. It was just mm. a thing that was sort of annoying and, and frustrating that ran parallel to the story instead of like this guy was secretly Eclipso or something. I was which shocked I, that I, he didn't turn out to be Eclipso. I much prefer that yeah. because it's just sort of a, like it's an extra, it's an extra obstacle and it's just a, a nice detail and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, they, everything's they contrived didn't even to do fit the... together. Yeah, they didn't even do the usual thing of like, okay, they form an alliance in the middle and then, you know, mm-hmm. like, you and me, we can go places. And... Yeah, but no, they, they were too the busy with the sun plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's what they turns got, them around at the end. Yeah, I think they got derailed and this is a personal thing. Obviously, you know, like we get tired of these save the world plots all the time. And mm-hmm. the fact that this just inevitably went to the save the world plot. While it was justified yeah. in certain ways, it's just not as good as... Maybe I'm guessing in the first draft, it was like, you have all this, you know, anti-Justice League sentiment being whipped up by this guy. Then they get taken over and they're sort of proven to be 
bad in the eyes of people and then the flash is to kind of but that's a harder yeah. plot to even just cram into two episodes and to then just yeah but these do guys kids cartoon these guys are up to a challenge like that yeah you could really yeah, do they an interesting... are. yeah so and honestly on the heels of the justice lords episode where you make the audience wonder for a minute wait a minute are the Justice League inevitably going to go bad? Was that episode right? And then you get a yeah. whole episode that proves yeah. that no, no, well, no, because the Justice League can never be evil as long as the Flash is buying a cool van. As long as the Flash is flashing them, uh huh. Flash. I is do cool not van. know this. This show was better about uh, having some toy tie-ins than Brave and the Bold, mm-hmm. which is just one long toy commercial for toys that don't exist. Yep. Right. But yeah. I, I don't know if anyone ever made that van or not. I'd be amazed if they didn't. I mean, I kind of <laughs> love it as a parody of like the Spider-Mobile or like that spaceship yeah. that Superman had that had two fists for punching. Well, it's, <laughs> it's the dumbest idea because yeah. why does the why Flash, does the flash need a car? Yes, Literally, the, the Green Lantern asked this question, right? Yeah. Why are you doing And then run, he opens like... it up and like, oh, there's a bed for fucking people. Uh-huh. That's why. Okay, okay. good. Well, and, and then, then later good. they're sitting on it. Yep. Yep. He does well, the no, most seductive, what he does is like, he'll... sit down and pat it next to, hey, GL, yeah. come out <laughs> of TV with that me, was, pat, pat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I was, was amazed he didn't work yeah. in a, this van is rocking joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally rocking. He didn't have to. Yeah, that's true. Um, So, on the flip side of stupid things the Flash does that I actually think are kind of cool, like... Mm. At the end, the resolution of everything is the dumbest, like, this is, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, Maggie, but mm-hmm. this feels like the kind of stuff you love oh, yeah. about the Flash in comics, yep. yeah. where he's running toward the sun mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a road that Green Lantern made out of his ring. That's the stupidest thing, but it's very comics, yeah. and I think it works. He's got to throw it at, like, faster than light or whatever, so, like, he has to run at it. Like, this is, this is the kind of shit the Flash does when I like him. It's, it, he uses running to save the universe. But it's but it's space. He's still uh, run. Uh, right. That's yeah. why Green Lantern I, uh, made a What I like is how him. stupid it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I, even, I was thinking of that. Wait. It's space. He does. There's no gravity to sort of tether him to that road. Yep. But then I thought yep. maybe the just the friction of him, you know, uh, his shoes against the mm-hmm. road were enough. But then I was like, wait. Superman is there. Surely he can throw him almost that fast. You know. I mean, or look, something I, like that. But. I will tell you this, on, like, on the other, as someone who's read a shit ton of Flash comics, yeah. speed can fix anything. Apparently. <laughs> it's like, oh, you uh, need... I to, say it, it was the 60s. Speed mm-hmm. did fix a lot of things. It <laughs> did fuck things up as well. I mean, what, uh-huh. what are we doing here? Have you tried running around real fast? Problem the fuck uh-huh. solved. Uh, I will say, Vishal, you should not overthink this too much, like how it works, no. because here, no. is, here is what you were in danger of sounding like. The DC Wiki points out. <laughs> Superman claiming that not even he could fly at light speed is completely false. In the comics, Superman was hanging out in space near Vega, the brightest star in the Lyra constellation, and 24 light years away from Earth. And when Superman heard Jimmy Olsen's signal watch, he immediately arrived back to Earth within a matter of minutes, flying at 800 trillion miles per hour, which is over a million times the speed of Earth. Oh my god. Where is the the asterisk that says that it is impossible for Jimmy's watch to transmit that quickly? Uh, uh-huh. Over eight hundred whatever thousand light years, because or, it is bound by the speed of light. Unless or the uh, he has the some kind of quantum of tunneling. Com- the asterisk of common sense that says uh, this is not the same shut Superman up. as in the comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it, so it oh, is- the asterisk of common sense that says shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that one much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, 
Like, I, I really want to bully whoever this was. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that guy's got some lunch money I really want to take off his hands. <sighs> Maggie, you're almost 40. I know. Okay. What? That, that, I, I never get to bully anyone when I was a kid. I want to do it now. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. And we are starting with this guy because... Yeah. We needed to yeah, break no. ourselves in. This guy wants Look, to be bullied. fruit. Look at I get him. it. Yeah. No, he, if anyone he didn't was account for, for the transmission power of the watch. Of mm-hmm. course he's it. Which one of you guys mm-hmm. wants to crouch behind him when I shove noise. him over? <laughs> Look, you know I'm a pacifist. I'll be lookout, but that's best that's I can do. That's fine. Also, I'm technically over 40 now, and crouching is just... I don't know if I have it in me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Yeah. How long do I have to crouch back here for? Oh, God, my knees. You're going to push him over already. I'll I'll crouch, but I don't promise about getting up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Might just be lying on the floor with the guy who just got bullied in a minute. I I live here now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Please get me my juice. Um, One thing that was a little concerning, if if we didn't know the show continued on into a couple of uh, additional great episodes of this show and then some fantastic Justice League Unlimited episodes. The fact that uh, Ted McGinley, mm-hmm. the serial show killer, Ted McGinley showed up as as the soldier that got taken over at the beginning oh, yeah. would be really? like, oh shit, they're about to get canceled. Mm-hmm. I've heard of this um, guy. I mean, this this yeah, was the start of in... the, the, Mc, the McGinley-sons because then after this he did Lost and that didn't get cancelled and then he did Mad Men and that didn't get cancelled. So, any uh, final thoughts? We should probably let's see here. Start heading for the door here. Hmm. Um, this was not no, great. I, I, yeah, I do not remember this episode, and I've definitely seen it fifteen years ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I remembered there being some kind of white people stumbling into an ancient temple thing, and that that's the only yep. part I remembered. Yep. Um, I did not remember the Mountain of Skulls, which was a good Kids Love <laughs> Justice League moment. Okay, yeah. I tell you this, I would have loved a Mountain of Skulls as a kid. I love a Mountain of Skulls yeah, now. But did, did, can you recall seeing a human skull in these series before? That gets I'm stepped sure. on. Yeah. You can put, like, I, I think, think you a, can put more human skulls into stuff than you think. Like, fucking Skeletor exists. Yeah, but he was alive. Mm-hmm. Like, the no, point think, is you don't I, want to show kids a bunch of dead dead people, you know? See, I think Skeletor is just, like, headless and just takes the skull off every time he goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so his head is it's actually just, Murray? Yeah, he's got, like, a whole collection of skulls. Mm-hmm. One has a better mm-hmm. smile, one has a better forehead, you know, where he needs to yeah, do some Skeletor thinking. Let's see, Good who should bones. I be today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Got a big right. date. Uh, I'll take the polished skull. <laughs> I had a crystal skull, but Dan Aykroyd stole it from me. He filled it with vodka. I wanted to do that. <laughs> I'm always right. filled with vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Your skeletor sounds more like G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> kind of like it, though. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. He's on, he's on our minds always. <laughs> of course. All right. Anything else? I think that's everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vichelle, plugs? Uh, you can find me on whatever. Well, I was going mm-hmm. to say social media, but ugh. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. at all Vishal on a bunch of places. Look for me. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know if you had any projects you wanted mm. to plug or anything. But uh. Uh, right now, nothing coming up. That's it's just you know okay. paying the bills. Yeah, can't complain. <laughs> can't uh, complain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you uh, pretty sure we all can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you could help the show pay the bills by going mm-hmm. to our Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Algar. Mm-hmm. We are reviewing The Brave and the Bold. Please, please help out. I am still not gainfully employed and a lot of the show uh, expenses come out of my pocket, mm-hmm. which is doesn't have much in it right now. So please, please. give us some money. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we are both no longer using X. No. Ugh. So never mind that. Uh, website kidslovebatman.com mm-hmm. you want to write to us kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail next week we are doing something. another one we are doing the terror beyond all right not a clue but amanda should be joining us for that ah, so that'll be fun yeah she's likely to have some opinions yeah I, famously yeah uh but uh that's all for this time. all right see you folks Twala Mofir. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. Mm-hmm.